As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening. The opinions and statements voiced by our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this network. Enjoy the shows. You are listening to WBHM, digital broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio. Broadcasting live, live, live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome to the Paranormal Experienced Radio Show with your host, Captain Hobson. We're here to learn all we can about every type of experience within the paranormal. There will be interviews with seasoned investigators of the spiritual realm, including ufologists. Cryptozoologists, psychics, mediums, authors, and creators of technology, and others with credible knowledge to share. Together, we will find out what brought these investigators of the unknown into the field and learn what keeps them working so hard in it. I'm interested in learning how these individuals go about their work, and I believe you are too. This program is all about bringing those who are in the field together with our listeners who are interested in what they find. For us, the paranormal is all about working with and supporting each other. We're all here seeking answers to the questions that bother us so. Now, let's get those answers. And enjoy the show. Good evening. Welcome to Paranormal Experience with Kat Hobson here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I am so glad that you are joining me tonight. I am excited. This is going to be a fantastic show. I have great respect for tonight's guest. She is willing and able to share so much information about things that I had no clue about when I very first started doing this show. I I knew I could do things, right? My grandma was New Age before New Age was a thing. Joan Dixon was her hero. Jean Dixon was her hero. 
and uh, her and Ronald Reagan, right? So when I started interviewing people who had had a little bit different background, <clears throat> excuse me, than myself, it was educational. Some of it was bizarre to me. Some of it was like exciting and, and oh my gosh, I do that. And along comes Reverend Rhonda, brought to me by the one and only Ariel Grace. And I learned, I followed, I read, and I became just a great fan and admirer. And the Reverend Rhonda Chanelli is here tonight. Chanel. I had the worst time with this, and it's spelled just the way you say it. So, Rhonda, thank you so much for being here, and my apologies for butchering your last name. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's all good, Kat. It's all good. <laughs> well, you know, I just am so, so excited to have you here. You know, I didn't mention your world with your world, your work with Awake. Um, world Awake, right. It is fantastic. I am Thank very you. excited for you to share these things because, yeah, you know, I get your Sister Sage newsletter. Yes, your books you are Your books are written under Sister Sage. Yes. And, you know, I think that what you do in both sides of the coin here is very important. And so that's why I'm so glad to have you here. I love learning from you. I love talking Thank to you. So this is going to be the best of both worlds. Well, feelings are mutual, Kat. And yes, Thanks. we do go way back to yes. uh, Ariel Grace and those good old days, right? Yes. And yes. thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm glad that you continue to uh, get the newsletters because for um, the Sister Sage newsletters, which I send out monthly, because in between doing a reading for somebody or giving them a um, an overview of what's happening for 18 months, that kind of thing, it keeps you, you know, flowing and, and knowing when things are in retrograde and that kind of stuff. It just keeps you going in between your, your readings kind of thing. And I like people to have that so they know what's going on. And like, like tonight, you know, and, and your experience yesterday, I told you I, I'm not shocked. And, and let me just say right off the bat that we have moon and Aquarius. And anytime, I mean, we got so much going on in Aquarius. And Aquarius is nothing but awakening. You know, it's abrupt. It's shocking. It's, you know. All of those kinds of words, it's earthquakes and fast movement. And and I think you kind of had that experience yesterday. And by the and way, today. yeah, and today, it's been <laughs> two and a half days. See, I mean, it, this is why when I talk to people, it doesn't mean every time moon in, in Aquarius that you're going to have that experience. It means that the potential's there. And then it depends on what your astrological chart is like and I have a good idea about you cat so I kind of know <laughs> and you know so I'm not surprised but it, this is what happens with these rhythms and cycles of our of the moon of the sun of the planets and some are a little more jarring 
than others. And you had that experience about me yesterday. And I'm not shocked. <laughs> I am well, not shocked at all. I mean it. Well, I know you're not shocked that I went to the mat. Right? <laughs> but it just was, it was so Orwellian. Yeah. And yeah. all the way through, because, you know, I really don't, I really don't talk politics. But as I'm watching all the things that were coming through the systems from every corner of the earth, I mean, it was just like there was such a buildup of it just was coming to a mass. And I'm not sure when we're going to see the result of that mass exploding or imploding, whichever way it's going to go. It's just... Um, that's what I have been feeling. Yeah. And like yeah, because crescendo. yes, there's something that's yeah. going to just go boom and it's yeah. going to be really great, really negative. I don't think there's going to be an in-between, but, um, you know, I'm hoping for world peace. <laughs> I just, something's got to give, but it's, yeah. but you know, you and I always, always kind of laugh because, Every time you tell me that it's Mercury retrograde, I'm like, hooray, I have great Mercury retrogrades. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm the only person on the planet, but I do as a rule. And it just is, um, it's just weird when it doesn't seem to work that way. Right. It blows me away. And I had no idea about Aquarius. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. If I don't read it from you. There's so much happening right now with Aquarius, and we can get into that whenever you're ready. And and I'm following your lead. But, and I'm not, that's why I'm not shocked. I'm truly not. This is really what is happening right now in the world is, for a lack of better words, it's, it's, the right time uh, we are in a revolution we really truly are and um i've been talking about this for quite some time now and um we're in the age of aquarius a lot of people thought you know hey back in the 60s you know the hippies and and i love all of them so please don't send me any bad postcards or messages <laughs> you know it, it's that energy and people thought that's when the age of aquarius it, it really got activated that's the word it got activated just uh recently and so uh that's what people are experiencing but see i've been watching this build up and it's um you know i i love watching the natural rhythms and the flows mm -hmm. of, of of the planets as you know and people wake up and think well this is jarring this is, you know, abrupt, like the experience you had yesterday, like none of this makes sense. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's very, it's like shocking. It's like, well, how could this ever happen? It's the word shock, you know? Yes, that's hey, totally the word. Spirituality and science come together. Hello. It's time for it to come together. This is what's going to happen anyway. We need to get back to the original knowledge is how I say it. So that's, that's a great term. Isn't it a, yeah, think of it. Science and spirituality. People are like, wait a minute. Let me see if I understand you. You're an interfaith minister and you like to go talk about astrology. Yep. Okay. Sure do. 
I sure do. And explain that science and spirituality. You, you go grab a quarter and you tell me that it has two sides because it does. And they really mesh beautifully together. They really, truly do, Kat. And until yeah. people start to understand that when we go back way back to the ancients, that's what it was all about. Those two blended beautifully. Um, we got away from that. And I believe this age of Aquarius is that's why it's awakening us. It's shaking us. It's revolutionary. It's trying to open us back up and realize and discover that. And in order to do that, there's a shake up, you know, there's a wake up to it. There and, is. But I'm watching it. So it's not surprising to me because of that. But I want to help people navigate it so they're not overwhelmed by it. Well, this is going to be quite a chore for you to do that, Say I that. think. Say that again? It's going to be quite a chore. It, to, yes. To, for, yes. To do that, because I am generally, I do get excitable on occasion, right? But I am not prone to just go off like a rocket. And I didn't until, because I, I thought, oh, there must be some error. You know, we are talking new age, peace, you know, philosophy, right. experiences, positivity, bringing the world together as one. This is go. not, this is not politics or right. social engineering. This is, this is positivity. Right. And, you know, I won't go into all the things that I offered them as options to do, but it was just like, I'm so sorry, Kat. <laughs> well, it was just like, read the post, just read the post that you banned. And yeah, you know, they just kept, and every time they said another, you know, we're not letting you do this, get over yourself. We're not letting you do this. I was just like, Ah, oh, I feel my energy is just building here. You know, it yeah. was hilarious in retrospect, but at the time I was so shocked and surprised. And no, those are not black helicopters going for me, coming for me. I have NAS Pensacola to my west, no, to my east, and I have the Coast Guard people in New Orleans and um, Mobile, and apparently they're doing maneuvers. And wow. So they've been doing them during the day and there's been a lot of activity at night. So they're just flying around and I love it. I sure would not want to see one of our warbirds coming for me. But um, I think that I think that eventually for them, it just got to be fun. It, right? it could have been. So it, it truly could have been. And I just was was so surprised i was so surprised it was well you think because... about what's happening cat out in the world with and I'm, i've been talking about aquarius and we're in the age of aquarius yes. and and with this saturn that just went into aquarius um and that was uh on march 20th okay of 2020 and but then it went into retrograde and that and then this past september it it Finally, I mean, January, I apologize. It finally went direct again and, and went 
back into um, Aquarius. So Saturn has a retrograde time. And it finally got back into Aquarius. And sure enough, I mean, this is anything with social media, technology, age of Aquarius. It's computers, it's social media, it's technology. And, and Saturn is a very disciplined, strict, restructuring sign. And it's, it's, it's telling us, I mean, you've got Aquarius, which is a very loving. You think about age of Aquarius, like I said, the hippies love peace, rock and roll, right? you got them over there sitting in one corner. Then you got Saturn, which is a strict karmic teacher. And you try and put those two together and make sense of it. They're two opposite energies, but they're coming together to teach us what you just said. We have to get back to truly the love, the peace, and all of that. And it, it's it's like some people are going kicking and screaming, as I tell people when I do astrology readings. Either you want to go kicking and screaming, you got a choice, you can do that. Or you're going to take it as, what is it that we need to understand here? What are we missing? Yes. Right? Yes, and, and that's how I feel. There, and you there know. you go. But See, we do have a question relevant to this, and I think it's an important one before we get very much further, because other people may not know either. But what is the age of Aquarius besides a song? And that, that's exactly what it is. It's... The age of Aquarius is bringing the human race forward. It's all about love, humanitarian, uh, and, and bringing the, the human race forward in a more cohesive, loving way and getting along. It really is. Just go back to the 60s and watch some of those old clips, you know, right. people were peace, love, right? I mean, that's what they did. And even though it's activated now, somehow we got lost you know, in, in this, whatever we think we've been doing these last, however many years. So it takes, see, it takes Saturn 29 years to come all the way back around to Aquarius. It, It takes 29 years for it to come back. And it's back now after, you know, I think the last time it was 91 to 1991 to 93, 94. It's typically two and a half years in a sign, right? And you keep going back 29 years. The best prediction, you all, of, of future is looking at the past. What yes, have ma'am. we done, right? There's some Absolutely. karmic stuff there, right? And that's what I talk about. We could just go back to 91, 93, 94 and see what we were doing. We can go back to uh, 1962, 1964, Uh, How about I Have a Dream with uh, Martin Luther King? What was he about, right? That's peace, coming together, uh, brother and sisterhood. This was all Saturn and Aquarius time. Have we we not learned yet what it really means to be human and, and coming together as brothers and sisters cohesively in peace and harmony, really? That, think of that. Well, that's the big part. That is is where humanity is failing with this right now. And reawakening that that within us. But some people are having resistance to it. And you would think you would think otherwise. You would think I would think otherwise. Right. Right. 
But remember, we've been, people have been self-seeking. Oh, I got to go get that new motor home. Oh, it's, you know, we've lost a little bit of our way. And look at what this COVID has done. It's mm -hmm. like we've come to a halt, right? Not like we've we have. Come. We have. We have. So it's been a year. So it's, so people are like having this, we've been on, you know, full throttle going forward you know you drive by people and your friends are waving at you don't even see them anymore that was pre-covid then yeah. we came to a stop and i mean a stop and then all these planets are doing this shift uh this dance into the sign of aquarius saying it's it's time again y'all i had to slow you down and you all are having some serious resistance with this versus yeah. saying hey what do I need to learn? If you can just open up yourself and say, what is it? Whoever you call God, divine spirit, whatever you call your higher, you know, um, creator, uh, ask that question. And I guarantee you, you will get answers. They will come to you in a synchronistic fashion. I don't care well, if it's in dreams and songs or, or street signs, you will get answers. What is it that I need to learn? That's funny that you said the street signs, because I get those. But we have to go to our first break, and we'll talk about that when we come back. But, um, yeah, we'll be right back. Y'all come back, too. You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. Come on, I'm Southern, but, um, nope. That'll do. Hello, I am Kat Hobson, host of Paranormal Experience here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I enjoy having guests from all areas of the paranormal, from ghosts to ufology to cryptids and beyond. You'll find some of the best researchers in their fields bringing you some great information. Join me on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 p. Eastern here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio. Broadcasting live, live, live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Since 1948, Faith Magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Fate Radio is carrying on that tradition, bringing you the unusual, macabre, strange, and bizarre. Join host Cat Hops Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. You're listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting. The best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experience Radio, broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama.
This is Jason Bland, host of Midwest Paranormal Presents Paranormal Soup, where we stream live as a webcast every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, with guests who will blow your mind. Live ghost box sessions where you can call into the show to see the spirits will talk to you. And the World Wide Web of Weird, with the latest in paranormal news and evidence. We're bringing the weird every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Thank you for listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. The time is 23 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. I am so glad y'all are here. And if you missed that first segment, holy cow, I am absolutely going to tell you, you've got to go back and get this download and listen to this. You're going to want to keep it on your phone. You're going to want to keep it on your tablet. And you're going to want to keep it playing as you sleep. It's so good. So anyway... We are here with the Reverend Rhonda, and I am so pleased that you are here. You know, I'm just really enjoying our time together already. And Thank we, you. So am I. Get me off of my favorite subjects, girl. <laughs> and you know them backwards and forwards, too, which is what helps me. So, um, yeah, I am going to share what what was shared in our chat room. Um, We've got Sherry. He says, well, maybe with the end inside of this virus, everyone will be so happy to finally get out and see people and travel. Maybe everyone will be nice to each other. She's ready to dress up like a hippie and dance. She's telling us, and I'm going to tell you, she's a threat to do it. So, um, cause she is cute and powerhouse and where's tie dye anyway. Love it. All I know, right? She Bring is it. one of uh, she is one of the totally most positive people I know. Love and it. you would never guess that there was ever anything negative in her life because she just copes. And when it gets wow. too much, I think that she probably just takes a break because we can't always be like that. Yep. But um, because there is real life. But that's right. You would never know it with her energy. And then we have, um, (laughs) not with the media insisting on dividing everyone and calling everyone racist. And then um, Sherry says, yeah, and I'm not too happy Pepe Le Pew is a racist. What the (laughs) heck? Now, I'm sorry. He is multiracial. Multiracial. Racial? Rational. Racial. Okay. But then, you know, it's just, Sherry said, it's silly, all of this. I feel like they're messing with my childhood. Well, that's because nothing is sacred when people are trying to create um, angst, when they're trying to make you feel like you have to be dependent on government. Read Lord of the Flies, read Animal Farm, read 1984. There are people that are not positive, whose only dream is power. And they are corrupted by, they're not corrupted by power, they're corrupted by the lust for power. There are a lot of very powerful people in this world who do things in positive fashions. Just because someone has money, has education, is well-respected, you know, has 
garnered whatever, that doesn't mean that they are power hungry. The power comes as the result of their achievements and their knowledge base. That is what power is. No one can give you power. It just kind of evolves with you when you prepare yourself. No one, you know, unless you legislate your power, <laughs> you know, that's a whole different thing. So, you know, there's, um, there's ways that it's perfectly fine for somebody to have money. It's perfectly fine for someone to have a first class education and have used it in such a way to benefit society and to, you know, kind of feed back into the system so that the next person can do what they did. If you're well blessed, then bless others. There's nothing wrong with that. And to me, that's what power is. What, what do you think? And paying it forward. And, yeah. and, and you know, you shared something that I, when I do astrology charts uh, of, of anybody, in, including famous people, it doesn't matter who it is, there, there's a power, you're talking about power. We are given these gifts and abilities, as yes. I say, in, in all my readings, right? And it's how you go use them. Is it to the greatest good of all, to the greater good of all? Or are you using it for ill will, um, yes. not to the greater good? It, so, and, and there's a karmic thing in that. Like I have a gift and ability to read the stars. I'm truly blessed in being able to do that. And it truly does come natural for me. People are amazed about how I can bounce these dates and planets and, you know, things. But let me tell you something, if I go in you use it in a way to manipulate and gain something, you know, uh, with people that isn't in a, in a good way. What do you think is really going to happen? Eventually. Lose it. It's karma. It'll come yep. back to me. It's exact people. That's what Saturn does, by the way. It's a karmic planet. Eventually it catches up with you. I don't, you could keep running, but eventually it, it does catch up with you. So it's how you use the stars. I mean, I talk about, let's say, you know, fire. Are you going to use it to go burn somebody's house down? Or are you going to go use it to uh, have a nice bonfire and do, do some marshmallows and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's how you use things and how you use your gifts, your talents and abilities. We are given some pretty special things when we're born. Mm -hmm. And I get to see it in people's stars, their chart. And I always tell them, you have this ability. And if you go and use it in an inappropriate way, it will come back to you. And so that's what I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that's can't. kind of what I was saying is that, you know, it's okay if someone has stuff or whatever. Right. As long as they use that to do good. Right. Exactly. And I think that that, you know, I think the best majority of people with would choose to do that. You would think. 
you would think. But, and but I mean, are, I know there are exceptions to that, but those right. exceptions are just so bad that they're the ones that are caught in the light. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good for a lot of other people quietly. Exactly. Exactly. Because they yeah. don't need the exactly. attention. Right. Their light shines ever so brightly on their very own, you know. They're a walking light bulb on their very own. They don't need right? <laughs> them. Yeah, seriously. Um, but some people tend to give their power away, you know, to things like that. Or they get caught up in fear, which lowers yes. your vibration. You know, I can go down that, that whole subject, too. I'm all about but, that because I get okay. stuck in fear sometimes. I and and I and I hear it a lot, especially right now. You know, with all the stuff that's going on in the world and what we've been going through, this is a shock to our world. You talk about uh, our world coming to a complete and utter stop. I mean, breaks on, you know, full throttle, and it's like it it's really thrown the deck of cards up in the air, and people are they're scared. Uh, they're, they're, they they know they're changing in a different way. That's another thing that's been happening in the last three weeks. Being a minister, I'm hearing this. It's not that it hasn't been happening. I'm saying there's like a it's been amplified in the last three weeks of listening to people having this feeling after a year of this COVID of going within and looking for their passion. Now tell me that the these stars are not divine. And if that's what it is meant to do is to go within and find your true path, your true purpose in this world, if it was to slow us down to see that, hear that, recognize that, then maybe we ought to thank the divine and the stars for doing that. I would agree with that. That's a bigger picture, but we're looking at a snapshot of life right now. Right. I mean, some people are just looking at the snapshot. They don't see the whole picture. Well, we're trained not to. Yeah. By it, our it schedules, by our kids' schedules, by you, you know having yeah. to, you know, the false deadlines, and they are all false right. deadlines. They're self-imposed right. or yeah. corporately imposed. And once I realized that, I was worthless in the corporate world because I was like. There's no such thing as a drop dead date. When would you like to have this delivered? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and, and it was really funny because I kind of got backed into that. It was not by, you know, me mellowing out and not liking my job. It was just a matter of this just doesn't matter anymore. This is, this is self-imposed. Everybody's giving themselves a heart attack at 35 because yep. they're self-imposing yeah. these false narratives. And, yeah. you know, it's it's just been, I mean, that was a wake-up call for me because I was all about, you know, Jane Corporation. So it was a good thing. I, I started always being at practices for my kids and spending time with them and helping their friends that, you know, might need a little more here or there. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do that had I continued my schedule. And I probably would have had a heart attack by 40. 
See? So. So, so these are the things that tend to happen. And I say that the divine has its special way of, you know, I've heard the phrase of I'm going to tap at your door or do you need a sledgehammer, you know, or a wrecking ball <laughs> yes. to wake you up? I mean, I've, yep. I've heard those analogies. Which would you prefer? And the divine does do that. The stars will do that. You can resist. You know, you can go and kicking and screaming, but eventually you need to grow. Um, a lot of this is really returning to ourselves. Yes. And we have that yes. opportunity. And if people can slow down and breathe a little bit and, and take this opportunity, it's giving me an opportunity to learn something new, right? To educate myself on how to use Zoom, for example. I mean, it's really telling us to go back and within ourselves, our spirit. Yes. Um, you see, and and what what does it take if if we're not listening? I so I think I think the divine said, you know, I've tapped at your all's door, talking to us collectively. You aren't listening, uh, so you know. <laughs> sledgehammer and, and now yeah. the wrecking ball right complete stop for and an it was so fast two weeks abrupt. two right? weeks two weeks there time everything yeah. was stopped right. right and you know we actually have a lot of freedom here still as opposed to European Other. countries because right. England and Scotland are just now starting to even contemplate coming out right. of their homes, really. Right. And, um, right. you know, it that just astounds me. Yeah. Because we Americans have been basically yeah. flipping it off and going yeah. about our business. Right. With a cloth mask, of course, if we right. so yeah, desired. But... Even last March and last May, my husband was shocked when we were, we went south and he went to go pick up dinner. And I mean, this is the man that looked like an alien when he would go in Walmart, right? With the, the masks <laughs> and the, the gloves and the suit and everything. And, you know, and he had the N95, but the big one, like he used for spraying coating and stuff. He really yeah. looks like Ant-Man or something. And so when he walked into a restaurant to pick up food with just a more laid back mask, and there was no social distancing, nobody in a mask, no, well, some masks, and, you know, sitting, you know, elbow to eye teeth on the benches and laid out on the beaches and stuff. And he was like, we got to go home. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what we need to do. Let's do it. And he's like, well, I don't really want to go home, but oh my God, these people are stupid. And nobody was listening to anything the government was saying because nobody trusted the government. Yeah. So, yes. you know, it's just. Yes. And this is where we're at. Yeah. This is where we are. Yeah. That's why it's been so long, too. Yeah. But. And what's, the time what's frame. Really, yeah. And what's really interesting, Kat, is um, we had on my um, karmiclaw.com, I have a YouTube video 
you know, you're speaking of this. And last May, and of course, this is just months after our COVID started, March, April, May. So like May 7th, it was a full moon. I was doing the predictions for the next dragon's head and tail, which I can explain in a moment. Please so do, I yeah. was predicting a lot of this stuff back on May 7th of these changes of of what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. And and uh, including the riots and everything. And this is way before. And, and if anybody remembers um, that situation with uh, um, out in Minnesota with Floyd, you know, and then then that's when the riots started. Remember that at the I end s- of May? Yes. May 31st. So I was predicting all of this. And I don't like using that word. It's really the stars. I was predicting what was about to happen starting June 20th. So on May 7th, I started talking about it and I was just on live Facebook and I'm glad I, you know, I saved it and then put it up on a YouTube, which is right on my homepage on Mm karmiclaw.com. So you can go and listen to that whole thing and everything I said. In fact, I was even singing one of those um, TV show uh, introductions called bad boys, bad boys, what you're going to do. And I, so, I mean, I was already talking about the restructure of what was about to happen. Do you want me to explain a little bit, Kat, about the dragon's head and tail and what that means? We've got, um, we've got two and a half minutes, but we can always come right back to it after the break. Okay. So I'll start now. I think I can do it real quick. The dragon's head and tail means out in the universe, it's where the changes are going to be. Okay, when you're born, you have a have a set of stars and the dragon's head and tail are telling me what you're to attain in this lifetime and what your most recent past life was. Okay, from when you were born, but out in the universe, everything's moving. So out in the universe right now, as we speak, the dragon's head is in Gemini and the dragon's tail is in Sagittarius and wherever those two land means restructure and change and course correction okay and that's what i was talking about in this youtube video on may 7th uh what was that 20 2020 2020 so yeah so it was just right after the covid started and i started talking about that but when we come back from break then i can share a little bit of what i was saying but i was saying there would be change in law enforcement and with the police and that was way before all that happened and before all the riots. So it was telling us. Um, it was giving us a heads up of what was about to come. And I'd like to explain that more when we do come back uh, from well, the break. Yeah, I'm, I am all about that because people act like this stuff just comes out of a void. And it really doesn't. It doesn't. It's very rhythmic and yes. cyclic. Cycles, rhythms, and patterns, and themes, really. <laughs> and tigers and bears, oh my, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those two. Well, let's go yeah. ahead and get this out of the way so we can come back and talk about this, okay? Yep, for that. Good. All right, yeah. we'll be right back. Y'all come back too. You're listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experience Radio. Broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama. 
Oh, come on. I'm Southern, but... Um, nope. That'll do. Hello. I am Kat Hobson, host of Paranormal Experience here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I enjoy having guests from all areas of the paranormal, from ghosts to ufology to cryptids and beyond. You'll find some of the best researchers in their fields bringing you some great information. Join me on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 p. Eastern here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Fate Radio is carrying on that tradition, bringing you the unusual, macabre, strange, and bizarre. Join host Cat Hops Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. Listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experienced Radio, broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome back to Paranormal Experience with Kat Hobson. That would be me, and I am so glad that you are here because tonight's guest is just knocking it out of the park. Um, Excuse me. Reverend Rhonda is one of my favorite people to learn from. And apparently the rest of the world, for the most part, feels that way. She is fantastic. Um, We have talked about her, her um, karmiclaw.com. She is all kinds of places. She has her books. She is um, Sister Sister Sage. She puts out a newsletter every month that you can sign up for. And I often am in the wilderness when I'm reading some of that because I don't know enough yet, but I'm learning, right? That's why you sign up for these things. So we are just having a ball and you're going to continue with the the dragon and the tail. I sure am. So let me go back and say this a little bit slower. So when you're born, and I look at a, a birth chart, you're born with a dragon's head and tail. And what that represent is the north node of the moon and the south node of the moon. To interpret that, it means I look at what you're to attain and arrive at in the in this lifetime, your goal to reach. And then looking at your past life gives me an idea of where you came from and, and some of the karmic lessons that you're bringing into, into this lifetime. And some people, I call it the 401k rollover, even though it's, there's no money involved, but you're rolling over your your lifetime. You're bringing it in, actually, into this lifetime. You may forget your your past life, but you are actually bringing in that information on a on a energetic level, on a vibrational level. You may not know it consciously, but you do have it with you. 
That's why I call it a 401k rollover. It just comes right on back with you in another lifetime. And so you're learning things, okay? You're learning. And some people get, a, they want to slide back to their dragon's tail. It's like familiar and they don't understand why. So for example, I'm actually born with the dragon's head in Gemini and the tail in Sagittarius. So it's good to talk about it this way. So I'm having what is called a dragon return. And the tail in Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarius rules Native American Indians. I've had a fascination and I'm not native, but I have moccasins in my bedroom. I have all Native American Indian art in my bedroom and throughout my house. I mean, explain that. So there's something in me that had a, a, a desire, right? I had some awareness. Right. Some people call the it awareness. deja vu. Call it, yeah, right? So, you know, um, and natural medicine, okay? All of that. That's all Sagittarian energy. So it gave me an idea. I was a shaman in my past life, my most recent past life. I was native. So I came into this lifetime, and sure enough, I mean, I have this uh, desire to understand the Native American Indian culture. I became a massage therapist. See what I mean? I, I was already exploring that energy of, of sadness. The healing is the healing, the healing energy from your I'm past life. That's right. And Gemini means the messenger of the gods. Mercury rules Gemini. So I am here to share this through talking like I am right now and writing books to share this wisdom and knowledge for the highest and greatest good of all people. Um, that is what I'm here to do. That's where I was to arrive. See how that works? Kat, was that a good analogy? <laughs> that was a great analogy because, you know, it's logical, it's laid out. And, right. you know, it's like I didn't have any idea of anything relevant to my past lives until I started being a little bit more open to those ideas. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. come to find out that some of the ways that I had problems were because they were kind of like the same problems I hadn't learned apparently there, or something. There it is. And right. oh, let me tell you, I hope I carry this over. <laughs> Because I don't want to do it again, that part. It's 401k roll over there, cat. <laughs> there you go. But it's it really is interesting because I've never known personally someone who does what you do. Yeah. And, and I love it. Yeah. It's Well, you should. It's a beautiful thing. And I am just really appreciative that you do share it so freely. I, I would do. have still been wandering around in the desert somewhere if I hadn't come across <laughs> you. Thank you, Ariel. So, yes. <laughs> you know, it was, and that was actually um, a, a obviously scheduled time for us to come across each other, too. It, yeah, exactly. It was divine. It was meant to be. And here's a fun question for you, Kat, and your audience, everybody listening out there. And depending how how old everybody is, I, w I would love to ask this question because it, it can become very helpful in what's happening to you right now. Okay, so I mentioned that the dragon's head 
entail out in the universe, not when you were born, like me, out in the universe, it's Gemini and Sagittarius. That that started on June 4th, 2020. That will go to December 22nd, 2021. That's how long that will last. Then it will go into another set of, you know, um, zodiac signs. So here's the question. The last time that the dragon's head and tail was in Gemini and Sagittarius was between the time of October 23rd, 2001 to May 13th, 2003. So the idea is to go back and think of things that was happening in your life at that time, because that was the last time the dragon's head and tail was in Gemini and Sagittarius. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you notice any kind of pattern or something that may be happening now? Well, I would Not think, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to let our audience have a chance here because we've got people in chat that Yay. are analytical. Yay. And I'm, I know that somebody is listening to that. They probably all went for a Coke. It's a it's a powerful question. It's it is a, a powerful it, question. This, yeah, it is, because this is why I talk about rhythm, patterns, and themes. Because the best way to know of, like, what's happening right now is to look back 18 and a half years ago. And the chances are that there's something resurfacing either it needs to be healed acknowledged looked at you know some people may say hey i've gone back to school and oddly enough i was in school 18 years ago see what i mean there or you i go. was a home or i was bought a home I, I mean we could just go on forever but you could you know you can just kind of look back and i know what your stars are so i have an idea you know, of where it's affecting you in your set of stars. But I, I tend to do that when I'm doing readings or radio shows because it, it engages your listeners to go back and look because if they can see some things that were happening then and now, then it's very telling. Well, and when I'm looking, go ahead. No, please, you finish your thought. I think I did finish my thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, in 2001, I was actually parenting. <laughs> I mean, it's always all I ever do is parent. But, um, you know, it's just I can't remember specifics because it's on the spot. Yeah. It, it, it's but that was about. actually that was actually pretty transitional for me. Oh, April is so young. She got married in 2002. Mm -hmm. But um, let's see, 2001, a space odyssey. I kind of have a space odyssey going on as I'm trying to pull this out. But. <laughs> <laughs> 2001 to 2003. Yeah. 
I was starting to... Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, David and I had remarried, and I was becoming... Seriously, I was becoming a stay-at-home mom. My son graduated in 2005, so he was transitioning into... Yeah, almost adulthood. Mm -hmm. And that I was trying to ride roughshod. I didn't really know how to deal with that. So. Do you feel any similarities? Not that you have to answer, Kat. It just takes a bit to contemplate, you know. And, and let me say this. Do you feel like at that time it was like restructuring a, a, of a legacy thing? You know, when your kids go off, you know, they get married and move off or move away. It, it's very, your legacy are the big things. Starting a new career or kids are moving away. I mean, just think of that legacy. Would have been, that would have been a few years later. Mm-hmm. That would have been um, in two. T- with him in 2001 to two, he was not quite there yet, but Mm -hmm. he was trying to exercise independence and, and moving further away from my influence. And Mm -hmm. when we became, I mean, it's not bad, but he was just trying to be him. Yeah. And I was trying to keep him from getting in trouble while he was trying to learn how to be him. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. were both transitioning with that. Yeah. And then um, not long after that, was Aaron already graduated? Aaron was, was graduated. But so after 2005 was when something catastrophic rocked our whole family. And that was a learning curve, too. Yeah. There's so many different ways to try to remember these things, because at the time, at the time, everything is flying by. Right. Right. But when you go back and you look, there were moments that were preparing me to be able to let go. Mm-hmm. as hard as it was because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that, you know, it wasn't like he was horrible, but it was like my reactions to things was just like, no, this is not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell are you thinking? Kind of a thing. But, right. um, you know, we've got April got married in 2002. Her dad died in 99. And in 2000, she started having prophetic dreams. And she lost a lot of people to death in that time. Wow. And Lori was working at the sheriff's office. Lori and I are peers in age, but, and Mike, um, oh, so your legacy change in a house move. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So I did do that. (laughs) That I did. you're doing with your home right now ready to just rip right. it apart i feel like yeah. i have ripped it apart but you know it's yeah. really um that's really interesting 
Yeah. Because so, I would not have so, made, I would not have made yeah, that connection. Right. And even, even over the next coming days, uh, when I share this on a show, people tend to, a couple of days later, it's like, ah. And then what's interesting is when I do look at their chart and I, and they're making that connection, I kind of like to ask it before, you know, to see if they're, they're, if they're making some connections before we do get together and, and do a reading with, with a person and see if they're feeling that pattern or notice if it is affecting that those two areas in their chart. So, and it, it, tends, interesting. it tends to actually work out that it is. Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, this, I've been doing this for, gosh, since 1999 as a divine astrologer. And, and, and I, you know, I, I've been in fascinated way longer than that, but, you know, doing it professionally for since 1999. And it's like, I'm still to this day so fascinated by that, that I can look back and say, yep, that's when we moved. You know, that's when I, I went to school. Or that's when I graduated, and sure enough, it, it it fits my chart, you know, my service to the world, um, and what I'm doing right now, because it's my dragon's head and tail and Gemini and Sagittarius. It's like my service to the world is changing in, in, in bigger ways. Uh, I've been offered um, to get my doctorate, you know, in spiritual wellness. So here I am. So There you go. See what I mean? It's I like do, here. but we, we have got to take our top of the hour break right quick. So, um, well, it's not quick. It's about five minutes. But we will be back after the news. And you know what I always say? I'm ever hopeful that we're going to get a little good news today. I'm still keeping that hope. I'm keeping it alive. Y'all come back. We'll see you on the flip side. Fill, up a, fill your cup up. Walk around. We'll be back. This message comes from NPR sponsor NetSuite by Oracle. Business today moves faster than ever. It's time to hit the gas and accelerate with NetSuite. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash NPR. Live from NPR News, I'm Jack Spear. The House has signed off on a $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief measure, sending it on to President Joe Biden, who's expected to sign it later this week. It provides $1,400 stimulus checks along with extended unemployment benefits for millions of Americans. The measure passed without Republican support, something NPR's Kelsey Snell reports comes down to, in part, how you think the economy is doing at the moment. What we're talking about here is really a question of two really different ways of viewing the economy and this pandemic. Republicans say that GDP numbers, Wall Street, all of these things are improving. Uh, you know, the unemployment rate is falling. And they point to funding for the arts and humanities programs, museums, and things like that as not necessarily about the pandemic on the face. NPR's Kelsey Snell, Democrats who pushed through the sweeping measure, disagree, pointing to still high levels of unemployment and the millions struggling to pay their rent or mortgage. Democrats also note the majority of Americans are not in the stock market. 
The number of Latin American immigrants seeking to cross the southwest border under the Biden administration continues to surge. NPR's John Burnett reports officials say it will take time to stabilize the border after the previous president, quote, decimated the immigration system. Immigration agents encountered nearly 3,500 migrants a day at the border last month. That's a nearly 30 percent jump over January. Most unauthorized crossers are single men making multiple attempts to get into the country. Customs and Border Protection is most troubled by the increases of unaccompanied teenagers, up 60 percent over January. Immigration experts cite push factors of crime, joblessness, and natural disasters in Central America and the pull factor of Biden's more benign immigration policies. CBP says it's trying to move children quickly from detention in crude Border Patrol holding cells to shelters appropriate for adolescents, but it's a continuing struggle. John Burnett, NPR News. The Senate has confirmed Michael Regan as the next administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. NPR's Rebecca Hersh reports Regan is taking over at a crucial moment for the agency. The EPA is on the front lines of the Biden administration's work on climate change. The agency keeps track of U.S. emissions of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases and sets limits on what comes out of smokestacks and tailpipes. The new EPA administrator, Michael Regan, has promised to reverse Trump-era rules that allow more pollution, including from cars and trucks. Regan is the former top environmental regulator for the state of North Carolina. He led that state's effort to make drinking water cleaner by clamping down on what chemicals can be released into rivers. Many scientists and technical experts left the EPA under the Trump administration. Regan says one of his priorities is to rebuild the agency's workforce and reassure employees there that scientific expertise is valued. Rebecca Hersher, NPR News. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 464 points. The Nasdaq fell four points. This is NPR. Facebook is asking a federal court to throw out a pair of lawsuits accusing it of crushing smaller rivals. NPR's Shannon Bond reports the social networking giant has a monopoly. The government, rather, has failed to show that the social networking giant has a monopoly or has hurt consumers or rivals. Facebook says the Federal Trade Commission and 48 attorneys general are trying to get a do-over by challenging deals that regulators approved years ago. Two lawsuits filed in December accused the company of stifling competition when it bought photo sharing app in. Instagram in 2012 and messaging service WhatsApp two years later. The FTC and state AGs say Facebook should be forced to sell or spin off those apps. Facebook, which is an NPR sponsor, says the government's case ignores competition from other social media companies like TikTok, Snapchat and Twitter and, quote, sends a dangerous message that no sale is ever final. New York Attorney General Letitia James says the states are confident in their case. Shannon Bond, NPR News. Stone is the latest big company to announce it will pay employees to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. The company announcing today it's offering its 33,000 U.S. workers $100 each for getting the shots. The company says it's exploring the idea of similar programs for workers in Canada and Latin America. Bridgestone, which has facilities around the U.S., including 2,200 company-owned tire and automotive service centers, says it will not require employees to be vaccinated. Crude oil futures prices moved higher amid a new government report showing gas stockpiles fell sharply over the past week. Oil up 43 cents a barrel to 64.44 a barrel in New York. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News. Welcome back to WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. The time is five minutes after the hour. Welcome back for the second hour of Paranormal Experience with Kat Hobson. I am so glad that you are here because I am telling you, this has been just 
flying by, the questions, the comments, the answers, everything is great. And Reverend Rhonda, I am appreciative of Mike because he has put his name in there so I can say Chanel ain't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and providing information as we go, too. So Aww. thank him. Thank you for being here. I am having just the best time, and you have blown me away with the the legacy, the yeah. legacy issues, because, yeah, yeah you've yeah. actually inspired me. Um, my husband got me um, a telescope. Well, we drove up to let me go look at it and test drive it. And we got it. But um, besides trying to learn stuff, I am a hand, I am a visual learner. I am too. So it helps me so much. And I'm a star watcher without a telescope. And I have a really neat friend who is an astronomer who thinks I'm weird sometimes, but that's okay because he is too. And I actually saw something red on Orion's belt one time, just using binoculars. And I sent him a message and I was like, is there a nebula on Orion's belt? And he was like, how are you seeing that? I said, with my binoculars, but is it there? Is that what that is? And he was like, yes, there's more than one there. And I said, well, I guess I need a telescope, but I saw one. So, yeah, I'm always out there. I'm always looking up. I'm Good. a hammock sitter when it's warm or a layer, I guess. But it is not the same thing as what you experience with the astrology side of it, I've just been doing the astronomy side of it. Nothing wrong with that. Well, no, there's not. It's beautiful. But, <laughs> right. um, you know, it's just, it's so amazing how drawn to both of these. I've always been drawn to astronomy. I'm being very pulled to astrology. And it's a, it's a science and a study. And yeah. it's really interesting. So thank you for mm-hmm. for helping to kind of pump that up for me. Yay. Glad I'm thank the you. one that can. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> well, it's interesting and you make it so and you know, it it makes me more eager to try to figure this stuff out. What I think is really fun and in the books that I've written Mm -hmm. is lay the foundation. And when you start to learn the keywords to all these signs, then you really start hitting a rhythm, you know, and that's what I tell people is like, just feel the energy. If I I start giving you keywords to like Gemini or Sagittarius, and when you start hearing those keywords you start putting it together like tonight i've listened to you say i don't know probably several thousand already uh aquarian words you've typed it you've said it you've shared it it's all aquarian stuff orwellian you know i mean that's aquarius i heard you chuckle yeah (laughs) 
So that's why, because you are actually expressing that energy and you have Aquarius in your home area in your chart. And so that's what you're doing from your home area is the Aquarian energy. So, which is cool. You're supposed to be doing this. Talking about the Aquarian energy, which is all about new age, UFOs, right? The unusual, the paranormal. We, we yes. can just go there. These are all key words, Kat. See what I'm saying? It's like you fit it to a T in your home area. You're expressing that energy through your home and through technology and from your home area. And by the way, a year ago, um, and, and I know Teal Gray is on um, your uh, platform there. She and is. I, I was on her radio show and I said, oh gosh, this was um, like uh, what was going to happen for the next year. So over a year ago, I was saying there's going to be more UFO sightings because of the Saturn going into Aquarius and Jupiter going into Aquarius. So I said this well over a year ago, and it is happening, by the way. It and is. I, I'm sure you know it, right? So it's amplified, meaning on TV, on radio. I mean, I'm seeing it on TV where these pilots are, you know, they're showing these UFOs that they've seen, these uh, different pilots. So you're there's being seen more and talked about more. But I said that a year ago. People are like, yeah, but Sister Sage... We've been hearing about UFOs for a long time, and I like when they say that. I say, yeah, but it's more amplified. You're yes. hearing it more. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it's and, where you're hearing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Where Which you're hearing it has changed drastically. Hasn't it? And I'm waiting yeah. on that report because it's not going to be anything, but there's a possibility they may get something in there. Because it has to be declassified information. Right. Right. I can't and wait. I, I, I think all that's coming. You know, I think it's all just, uh, it's unfolding like it's supposed to. But you're going to hear about it, see it more. And um, so I wanted to just share that. And it's not because, I like I said, I that word predictions, right? Th these are the stars. Uh, they have their own energy and influence and words and keywords to them. And I'm just translating it like from Spanish to English. That's all I'm doing. And, you know, it's right there. And it's it's given us the messages. It's telling us what to look for and to expect and to understand. Um, and another one, Kat, that I thought was really fascinating um, was what happened in Texas recently. And if you received my newsletter on February 1st, okay? Yeah. I said, typically send it out on the 1st. This particular one, you all, I decided I wanted to be Aquarian, go way out, <laughs> right? To the twilight zone. So I decided I was going to not type it. Most of them are all typed, as you know. I mm -hmm. type these up and send them out, the newsletter. This one I decided to do on YouTube. It's like a 30-minute newsletter via YouTube. But I made a prediction and talking about the grid. Yes. I said the, from the natural grid to the man-made grid, okay? Something was going to happen, and you rarely hear me say that word. But I did. 
and that was on February 1st. And look what happened out in Texas. They were absolutely see. And it's like, how do you do that? Because it was one of the key words, but it, it had an emphasis in the month of February. And so I felt something about that was going to happen. And and I mentioned it and it's right on and Mike can post that later this evening so you guys can actually hear that yourself yes. on the YouTube if you'd like to hear that. Okay. Um, thirty minute um and it was Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean Because they, see, these people need to know that they need to be you know, signed up for this newsletter and you can go get it at karmiclaw.com backslash if I'm not mistaken newsletter. Right. You just put so, your name and email and it's free. You know, yes. I type it up. And it's brilliant. It Thank you. I mean, I love it. <laughs> so I don't always get it, but I love it. Yeah. And, and here's another thing that I do in the newsletter is I'm telling you what's happening. Like this month is for, you know, really all intents and purposes. There's nothing in retrograde right now. And it's a good month to get on with things. It really is. Um, but, uh, I like to talk about the new moon and full moon. People are like, well, what, what's that all about? To me, the new moon, like we got a new moon that's coming up, uh, this Saturday, right? And it's, uh, I think it's in the sign of Pisces. That's, uh, March 13th. And it's the time to set your intentions. People actually, um, plant their gardens during a, yes. a new moon. Right. See, yes. so there's a rhythm to everything. And I talk about that in my book. Like why, why is, how is astrology, you know, has anything to do with rhythm and patterns? It or has cycles? everything. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it does. And what is amazing to me is the Farmer's Almanac. There it is. If you, if you go back, I mean, this is something that is almost biblical to people who farm. And this was right. before there were, you know, meteorologists and before there was anything right. that would be predicting these things. This thing has been in publication probably for a century, if not more. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, been a very long time. And I get one every year. I did not get one this year yet. I do because I lived when I lived in Georgia, I lived on a farm and it's helpful with, with animals. It's helpful with planting. It's helpful with, you know, if this is happening, then you need to do this. It's very informative and it doesn't take a little bit, a little bit to figure it out. It was kind of complicated to start with, but you just have to keep at it. Right. Just like anything so worth knowing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I mentioned the Farmer's Almanac in my first book. It's like, so they're using the moon fluctuations for this, right? I mean, so there is something to it. It's not like a piece of cheese hanging out there in the, in the house, <laughs> right? as I used to think when I was little. Uh, well, do you know what my grandma always told me when we would sit out and look at the full moon? She would say, look, it's the Madonna and child, the craters oh. and the design. And so I never look for the man in the moon and I never, you know, 
think about other things, but I've always thought it was the Madonna and child. Mm. And so it was just really special. And yeah, and, yeah. It, and, and the moon is, is, you know, uh, the divine feminine. I mean, mm-hmm. she is, you know, all about our, regulates our emotions too. And all yes. of that. So, and childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you want to plant your, your, your intentions, your wishes, write them down, right? Just like you're planting your seeds in the garden during a new moon and it's supposed to wax, you know, it's waxing towards the full moon and the full moon. When you reach the full moon, a lot of people put their crystals out to recharge them. Yes. You know, and all of, which is great. And it's also a time to release and let go. Um, that's what a full moon is, even though you may feel amped up or wired, you know, because it's a full moon, but it is a good time to let release and let go. And then it goes back into waning. Then the full moon starts to get smaller, you know, and goes through that, that whole yeah. cycle. But between the new moon and full moon, without a Mercury in retrograde, I tell people it's the time to get on with things and sign contracts and make agreements. That's the time to do it. And we, we have a new starting this Saturday. So, folks, <laughs> it's time to make your intentions and, and grow them. And because uh, we have no retrogrades at all happening right now. So it really is especially a good time right now. That's why I'm bringing it up. I'm giving oh. you all, all these wonderful little, you know, Tidbits. nuggets here tonight. Yes. Well, hang in because we've got to take a break and then we've got some more questions for you. Great. Okay, we'll be right back. Y'all come back too. You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. Talk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. Join us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central for discussions and guests on topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. This broadcast is rated M for mature and intended for listeners over 16 on paratalkradio.com. Come on, I'm Southern, but, um, nope. That'll do. Hello, I am Kat Hobson, host of Paranormal Experience here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I enjoy having guests from all areas of the paranormal, from ghosts to ufology to cryptids and beyond. You'll find some of the best researchers in their fields bringing you some great information. Join me on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 p. Eastern here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Fate Radio is carrying on that tradition, bringing you the unusual, macabre, 
strange, and bizarre. Join host Cat Hobson Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. Thank you for listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Fate Radio is carrying on that tradition, bringing you the unusual, macabre, strange, and bizarre. Join host Cat Hobson Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. The time is 23 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Paranormal Experience with Kat Hobson. And I am so appreciative of you being here because, you know, you're the reason I do this, right? But tonight's guest is, is just a blast. Her, her name is Rhonda Chanelli. You may know her as Reverend Rhonda or Sister Sage. And I love her. And we are having a hoot because we are just thrilled to have you here, Rhonda. This has just been so much fun. We have questions in in chat for you. Yeah. And you know, Bring we've got Well, Sherry wanted to know because she's inquisitive and she has the best questions most of the time. And well all the time really. She comes up with a lot of them. All of these people do. She said that she is a Scorpio and she thinks I am too, which I am. But why, when yeah. I say that, are so many people like, ooh, Scorpio, like it's a bad thing? Yeah. People ought to be a little uh, intimidated in a good way. And I say that truly in a good way. Scorpio, if you look at the symbol of Scorpio, which is the scorpion, it has a stinger. And that's why, uh, you know, people are like, ooh, ouch, right? I, I think I just got stung by a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to cross the scorpion. And let me say this, out of all the signs of the zodiac, it's the Scorpios that have the most powerful uh, way of thinking and attracting things just by their thoughts. They have to be careful with their thoughts because of True. the manifesting. And, it, it, you know, like if you're angry at somebody, we all do, right? We all do. And But when they cross you, that stinger comes out. But, boy, uh, it's, it's you know, it, it could do, it could bring back a lot of, uh, I mean, it's so exact. What you're thinking, you manifest, you create. So if you're thinking something bad about a person, be careful, you know. I mean, really, what? I'm not. She okay. She is not kidding here, people, because yeah. I see it all the time, and I I do it to myself too. Yeah. Okay. I don't just do it to other people. I yeah. will. I will. Okay. If I'm if I'm ill or if I'm achy or whatever, it's just like oh, this must be the flu, ah, which I'd never had in my entire life until I said that one day, and. It evolved into the flu. But, I mean, you, you know, there's all kinds of things. And 
usually I'm a ridiculous Pollyanna kind of person. My dad used to tell me all the time I was way too old to be that naive. Right? So <laughs> it was just, um, but I, I try to always be positive and yeah. help people to be positive right. too. Yeah, but, but when they cross you, you know, I'm and done. the scorpion has their stinger that comes out, like you said, and you realize, you know, if you're thinking negative thoughts or putting out the, the bad juju and I, you know, <laughs> it does come back to you. You point a finger at somebody, you know, it's really pointing back at you, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, right. So, but on a on a bigger level, Scorpio, I mean, on a on a higher they're metaphysical and spiritual in that regard they're the phoenix of the zodiac they can rise out of the ashes they can go get burnt and rise right out of the ashes they're the ever only and side, ever. right and you know so the deal is you all and that's not that other signs can't do that but man you get around a scorpio that that's why people are a little bit like ooh okay you know you can run them over and they're still going to stand back up and then they're coming after you. You better have your running shoes on because they're not done with you. That is true. (laughs) And that is true. That's why I hope I answered your question. That's why (laughs) they know better. They, they, and I'm glad that they're a little bit intimidated in that regard. It's like, you know, watch your P's and Q's. You ought to anyway, but you know, you're going to do that to a Scorpio and it's going to be your biggest mistake to do that that's why well sherry you know i told you that sherry is you know so positive all the time always kind and it's really funny because she says oh yeah i don't get mad often at anyone i can think of a few times in my past but i was like nope done with you yeah and sometimes that is absolutely the best way to do it you know Mm my um i have a family member who is oh my gosh i can't remember the the first week of july Mm -hmm. cancer cancer and Mm -hmm. um you know she used to tell me when we were younger that you know she was just so, you know, going to get even, and she was so, you know, manifestation and stuff. And I'm like, what school have you been going to? No. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I didn't at the time. I didn't know what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was just like, no. She actually told me once that she had wished someone would die, and they did. And that she had had another thought about that, about someone that she didn't want that to happen to, but they did. And so she was convinced that she could make you die if she, Mm. yeah. And I'm like, no, you cannot. I mean, intent is one thing. That's ridiculous Mm -hmm. intent. I mean, that's, you are not God. Life, literal life and literal death are a God thing. You can make somebody uncomfortable with intent. You can make 
other things, I think, you can make other things happen. But I do not think that any human has the power of life and death. No. What do but you it's think? An energy, what, what I think is that there's an energy exchange. And, and let me say this as somebody who had a near-death experience while fighting stage 3 breast cancer. And I am very open about that. I have a great understanding of energy because of that. I'm highly sensitive to, to uh, energy now because of that. And I believe that thoughts are things and you can manifest things. And just walk into a room when somebody's angry. Can you not feel like somebody says, I can cut, cut it with a knife. It was so thick when I walked into that party. You know, Absolutely. you hear, see what I'm saying? So I believe wholeheartedly that if somebody is vulnerable and weak and you are throwing what I call psychic attacks right towards them, it does affect them on an energetic level. I highly believe that. And after dying and coming back, I have a greater awareness and maybe we can do another show on that. I, mean I would like to. It's it's powerful. And that's why I believe I came back to was to help people with healing their spirit and empowering their soul. So when like in the paranormal, if you're vulnerable, look at children, they're vulnerable, right? So they say that they're easily um, attacked or manipulated because they don't know any better. There's a vulnerability. So when I was sick fighting stage three breast cancer, I was extremely vulnerable. Yes, you are. Yeah. And I could, and when I, after the near death, I, I literally can feel people's energy or, you know, even through an email, I could open up the email and feel their energy through the email. I mean, that's how amplified mm-hmm. the energy was. So I'm not saying that you can make somebody die, but I do believe your energy psychic attacks can affect other people. You see what I'm saying? It's like breaking somebody down on an energetic yes, level. I would agree with that because I was yeah. actually at an event and someone there was a well-known psychic with mm-hmm. that I think does have true gifts. And, mm-hmm. and I had asked a question and, or, yeah, voice a mild concern. Yeah, how are you? And I got ranted and raved, and thank God I was stunned at first. And then I felt this energy wave, right? And I just, mm-hmm. and I even put my hands up in front of me. I mean, I, yeah. my shields were just boom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like my hands weren't going to do it, but my hands were indicative of where I was going. And, um, you know, it was so obvious. It was like a whiplash. Yeah. And, you know, I just looked at him. You could feel it. Well, Mm -hmm. and he knew I did. (laughs) And he also knew, he also knew that he didn't touch me. So I think that shocked him too. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, I don't talk about stuff like that much. It's not what I do, right? My job is other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but but that was weird because you would have thought that he would have recognized something 
and known better than to do that. And what a what an immature thing for someone in that position to have done, right? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. to lash out because they were having a bad day or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many other people has that happened to a lot. when, you know, they didn't know it was happening? Yeah. So, you can walk in any, any, you can walk into an elevator, you know, filled with yes. people and if, whatever that energy that's going on with those people. Now, I feel it a lot more now because of, like I said, the near death has amplified my, you know, sensitivities, if you will. And so I, it's like when uh, people go on a paranormal investigation, what do they say? I got to protect myself. They do prayers. Right. Right. There's a reason for it. There is a reason for it. Because if you, uh, you know, you don't lock your door at night and people just walk on in, you know, (laughs) so so in a paranormal investigation, you're protecting yourself and, and, and doing what you feel you need to to prepare yourself. Same thing. You get up in the morning and it's good to really ground yourself and make sure you're ready for your day and because you're going to be interacting with all kinds of different energy and what people are going through. And b- being a minister, I can tell you, Kat, people are projecting all the time. They're trying to work out things. They go to a minister and they're trying to work out things. And I feel their energy. I can hear it, but I, I really feel it more than anything. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's a, what I call a, a, a blessed curse. Because it's a blessing that I can sense them and feel them, but it's a curse because I know what they're feeling. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. It's a blessed curse. Well, (laughs) I had that experience. There was somebody that walked past me when I was in New York, and that was the first and the only time I felt this level of negativity that Mm. he was stalking someone that he was following. And, and he was going to kill her. And so as soon as I realized what it was, I turned around and I'm trying to pick out who this is. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was going to do, but I, I was trying to find him. Maybe I could, you know, whatever. And that was impossible on the street in New York to isolate him. Yeah. But, you know, that was the strangest and and most frightening because that woman was in serious danger and I don't think she knew it because I didn't feel anyone with fear. Did and you she, interrupt that? Did you I did interrupt that as best good. I could. I did. I started positivity flows to because I didn't know who she was, but I knew, you know, whoever you know, whoever this is that he's after, please protect them. Mm-hmm. And and trying to quell him. But that was the strangest thing ever because I couldn't do anything about it. And I'm like, why do I have this if I can't help? Well, I could help. Right. I just couldn't go out and grab him by the scruff of the neck and throw him to the ground, right? Because I couldn't find him. Couldn't pick him out of the crowd. But um, that was weird. That was very weird and scary. So you were picking up, how were you picking that up? It's an uh, energy? It was energy. The energy pinpointed him, you know, yeah. pricked my 
my level. And yeah. then I read them. And, yeah. but the, the power of the negativity was so bad. It yeah. was. I could imagine. I could imagine. I've never, I, and I've never done that before. I mean, I've, I've had people, you know, coming up behind me that my daughter turned around and saw them. And she just stood there and waited on me to get to her, and, you know, talking to me and whatever. So, because these two guys had walked past me and then turned around and were coming back behind me. And she turned around before she went in the door of the hotel and saw this. And she was like, come on, I've got to pee. And I'm like, well, go on. She said, no, I'm going to wait on you. You know, so when I got to her, she was like, oh, get in the door. <laughs> you know. So it should, but she felt that I was in danger before, you know, wow. before, but we're, we're very attached like that. When I came home and she was living there, I was awakened in the middle of the night, knowing that something was happening to her. And I knew wow. not to call because that would distract her and she needed to have her focus. And mm -hmm. then I just prayed and about 20 minutes later, I went back to sleep because everything was fine. And I never mentioned it to her until about a year ago. And I was like, well, you know, or longer than that. But I was like, you know, the only time I worried about you up there was when, but da 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 And she was like, was that at like 4.30 in the morning? And I said, it was, yeah. You know, her time. And, um... She was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was walking home with my friend, and these guys in a car started following us. And then all of a sudden, they just left. I said, that's wow. because I prayed all the angels down on you. From good. Michael down the and, line. And that is, yeah, that's a good thing to do. That's yeah. what I do, too, is pray and, you know, protect me and put on all that protection stuff for me and others be yeah. because of it's it's uh it's what I think we can do for ourselves on a day. And look at when we come home from like a paranormal investigation. I know I I hear a lot of them. It's like what can I do, you know? And we they talk about doing an Epsom salt bath, you know, because you're trying to release if there is anything attached to you and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Or dab some holy water on you, do some prayers, do that, you know, even a shower, so you can rinse off the energies or whatever you feel is like goo stuck yes. to you kind of thing. So I like to wake up in the morning and do that kind of a protection thing in the morning and get grounded for the day. But there's times people get thrown off. We all do, you know, well, sure. you don't expect it. And it just, it, life does happen. But you mentioned something, Kat, very interesting about, um, you know, you, you have Scorpio and about, um, how you are now you're using the scorpy scorpionic energy being a scorpio and what i call in a good way and a higher way so when i'm looking at scorpio there is um uh, like uh for example um a higher level of using it and a lower level yes there, i can see I, that see what i mean so for example if i'm talking about Scorpio, as with you, on a lower level, uh, Scorpio rules the mafia. 
It rules also metaphysics. See, it, it rules surgeons. It rules thing, people doing good things with it, but they can also do bad things with it. These are detectives, uh, homicide detectives. L look at the kind of work you do. You're, you're, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. metaphysical. It's paranormal. But you're using all of your scorpionic energy on that level. And it's the way you use it. But every single sign has a lower vibrational level and it has a higher vibrational level. And so and everything in between. So I give the extremes when I'm doing a reading, especially if I don't know that person very well. You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I always use the extremes so they have an idea. Now, uh, uh, law enforcement, police. Our, our Scorpios, uh, homicide detectives. And again, like I said, it's mafia. It's those kinds of people that what I call, they like to operate in the night kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's how you use it. So here you're talking about now that guy that was following that, that lady that mm -hmm. he could have been a Scorpio. See what I'm saying? And how that's a Scorpionic uh, person, by the way that would do something like that, uh, especially, and I don't want to get graphic, a sexual assault. Uh, that's a scorpionic thing. So that's a negative way of using that. Um, which is tragic, right? Which is, yeah. 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 We've got to take our break. This is our last break. So if you're listening and you're not in chat with your questions, you're going to miss out. You need to get in there and we will be right back. Y'all come back too. You're listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experience Radio, broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, come on. I'm Southern, but, um, nope. That'll do. Hello, I am Kat Hobson, host of Paranormal Experience here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I enjoy having guests from all areas of the paranormal, from ghosts to ufology to cryptids and beyond. You'll find some of the best researchers in their fields bringing you some great information. Join me on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 p. Eastern here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. This is Jason Bland, host of Midwest Paranormal Presents Paranormal Soup, where we stream live as a webcast every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, with guests who will blow your mind. Live ghost box sessions where you can call into the show to see the spirits will talk to you. And the World Wide Web of Weird, with the latest in paranormal news and evidence. We're bringing the weird every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. You're listening to WBHM, digital broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio, broadcasting live, live, live out of Birmingham, Alabama. 
Thank you for listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. The time is 45 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Paranormal Experience with Kat Hobson. And man, I know you're glad you're listening because I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) We are having just the best show tonight. And it is all Reverend Rhonda Chanelli. We are just covering things left and right. And I have learned so much. I hope that you have too. And yeah, whether you're listening to this live or yeah, you downloaded it, that's just pretty great. We have got uh, another question from Sherry, and April is trying to get the information together for hers. But Sherry says she has two Aries, a Taurus, and a Gemini, along with her, a Scorpio, in her home. What's funny is the Aries seems to butt heads more as her mm-hmm. hubby and the youngest son. Sometimes they bicker like kids. Does that happen with the same signs? Yeah, it can. Aries uh, is the ram. They will mm-hmm. butt heads. And I married Regardless one. <laughs> there you go. Regardless of what year, you know, they're uh, that they're born. Because I, like I said, I was telling Kat in the break that when I look at a chart, what can really alter you and personality-wise and, and your expressions is your dragon's head and tail. It, it, it's like turning a dial. It, you could be, you know, born in April, but your dragon's head is, you know, in some sensitive sign, you know, like Cancer or Pisces that will just make you a little different. It will soften that Aries, if that makes sense. So two Aries, you just look at its symbol. It's, it's the ram. They'll butt heads. You better believe it. Yep, that's the general rule to that. And by the way, you say that they act like kids. So Aries is is the baby of the Zodiac. It's the first sign in the Zodiac. So it's funny that you say they, they act like kids when they fight or whatever. That is funny. Yeah. And appropriate. Yeah. And they're supposed to be learning something new in this lifetime. If they're born in April, that tells me already They've completed a cycle and they're learning something new. It's like a kid learning how to walk. So they're learning something new. They're on another level now. It's like going from elementary to junior junior high or whatever the next level is. Same kind of concept. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Well, you know, it's really funny because Sherry is married to an Aries, which I just learned, and I am as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's funny that we both picked that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes that makes for interesting conversations. It sure does. And, and so it would be interesting to look at your all's charts and see what's happening with the Aries in your yes. chart. Like, what's the attraction there? What is it that you're seeking? Well, you know, mine and I were married and got divorced and then later remarried. Mm-hmm. I was not at that age ready to really. <laughs> Sherry says, "Uh oh, we're a hot mess." Yes, we are, <laughs> but we have a good time. <laughs> but, but you know, it's really, it's really so much fun because now the things that made him crazy and the things that made me crazy meld well. It just wasn't the right time. 
and mm -hmm. I didn't have the full appreciation for him that I do now. And the hopefully vice versa. They did not. <laughs> not even close. It was it was hilarious, but kind of sad. But when we ran into each other again, they did. And it was yeah. simpatico. I mean, it just, it just, we have had, when we were younger, you know, regressing back a little bit, but always, always dedicated and, and working to get there. So I think that's the difference is the timing and the willingness yeah. to put forth that huge extra effort. I know it was huge on his part sometimes, and mine too, but we were dedicated to that. Good. And, you know, Scorpios, Excellent. when they focus on something, are almost unstoppable. Yeah, and remember, you know, as I said, you're you're the the phoenix of the zodiac. You 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 are constantly in death and rebirth. It, it could be hour by hour. It could be day by day. That's why they say you can rise out of the ashes. You are the phoenix that rises out of the ash, and it's ruled by Pluto, which is death and rebirth. So it's a part of what you're supposed to understand in this lifetime, Kat, for all of you people born in November. It's a part of you to to triumph and overcome things, including a marriage that didn't work the first time. The stars didn't align, but it, it's it's copacetic now. It's gelling now. It's, yep. You know, see, that, that's what I mean. It's It's a death and rebirth. It's an understanding. It's a part of what you were to understand in this lifetime. For all you Scorpios out there in, born in November, I admire you. It's the, the one of the most amazing signs of the Zodiac to watch. If you want to be inspired, watch those born in November, especially the old souls that have been around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a long time, you know. And it makes you feel, yes, and... You know, that is, my dad used to tell me that he was so proud of how strong I was. And mm -hmm. I would finally just say, you know, I'm tired of being strong. I would like mm -hmm. to not have to be strong. Yeah. And, oh, April. April has a house going, girl. She is uh, Virgo, if I remember right from the previous post. I, I think I am. But, yeah, Virgo. And in her house of seven boys and a husband, she has a Taurus, a Scorpio, a Cancer, a Pisces, a Leo, another Scorpio, an Aquarius, and her husband is a Cancer. That has oh, got really? to be an active house. I would say so. More earth and water. You know, the Cancer... Uh, Pisces, that's all water signs. There were more earth and water signs that I heard in there. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a Leo, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, and a Scorpio too. So earth and water, but earth Two and Scorpios. Oh, yeah. That's got to be oh, fun. Oh, yeah. That can be very entertaining. <laughs> but, you know, she is, um, she is pretty amazing. She is a 
a really good mom. And to be a woman in a house of eight men. Is she born September, Virgo? Or is it late August? She is. I just, I have it right here. It looks like August, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, that's, she's got. I'm trying uh, to find it again. Okay. Yes, August 29th, actually. Yeah. So what I would say to her, because I do divine astrology, it's based on the month you're born in. She actually is born in the constellation of Leo with her son in Virgo. She is a Virgo when she talks about reading her horoscope and that kind of thing. She's definitely a Virgo, but she's got a Leo in her first house. So she's born in the constellation of Leo. I love it. And it's all about children. Leo rules children. Well, she does. I think it's uh, pretty cool. Isn't that great? (laughs) Yes, I admire her greatly because she is just such an advocate for her kids and she does a good job. From what I can see from here, I would assume that that that's right because I'm usually good at that. Natural uh, light worker, and it's all about for the children. And even if they're older than you, they're still your children. Mm-hmm. And her name's April. They're still your children. If they're older or younger, they're still your children. That's what you were called into this lifetime for in your first house of Leo. Mm-hmm. It's all about ch- children. I did not know that about Leo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just think that's interesting. And there's a lot lot more to Leo, but that's definitely. Well, that part fits her very strongly. Even Mm -hmm. with whatever else is there. Yeah, she is. um, She's a warrior. But what else do you feel like you cannot leave here without sharing? Oh, I really would like to encourage people to go on to karmiclaw.com, truly get signed up for that newsletter. And another thing, if you're interested in the forecast for the month you're born in, go to click on services after the show. And it's $20, you guys. I, I know I can charge a heck of a lot, you know, so much more than that. And I don't, like Kat says, I, I love for people to have this wisdom and this knowledge. So under services, you would pick the the birth month that you're born in, and it's $20, and you pay for it right on, on the website, and then I send it to you. I email you uh, what's happening, where your dragon's head and tail is right now in, in for you, and how it's affecting you right now with Gemini and Sagittarius, as we've been talking about. Well, I appreciate that. Did I hit something? Uh-uh. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Kat? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I okay. do hear you. Great. So that's really important is to go to the website and sign up for that newsletter that Kat's been talking about. And if you want a forecast, that will take you to the end of um, uh, of this year. So it's really a good overview. Oh, I didn't realize that was for the whole year. Yeah, because I don't know what I thought. Yeah, it started last June and it goes to December 22nd, 2021. So it's really to the end of the year, right? 
Right. <laughs> I just, I have had, and usually I'm very good on that kind of attention to detail. I am, I have been growing unexpectedly sometimes and not really, uh, <laughs> not really coping with that very well. I, I am coping with it, but it's not been my strongest suit. So um, I am going to tell people that if you are getting these things, these links, um, Mike put the link in for the YouTube show from last year, last year, last month's newsletter. So you can hit that and you can go and see it, see what it's about, and you will love it. Guarantee it. But we are out of time. I can't believe we're out of time. I have so many more things. <laughs> You're going to have to come back. This has been fun. Yay. We shall do that. Okay. I think it's great. But, um, you know, again, it is karmiclaw.com. You sign up for the newsletter there. You sign up for the right. years, you know, mm -hmm. for the monthly for the forecast for the month you're born, twisted words right. there, but you know, and get to know Rhonda. She is a joy, and she is brilliant, and she is kind. So, and it's all about the sharing of information to benefit you. So, get to know her. She is great. The books are, um. My astro Astrologic Journey, As Above, So Below. Book two is My ast Astrologic Journey 2. Easy enough, right? Their own Amazon. Go get them. Yep. That's right. And you, too, can learn even more from Rhonda. She's wonderful. I hope oh, they have enjoyed you. And um, I am very excited to have had you on, and I look forward to the next. Thank you. Thank you very much. For everyone listening, thank you so much. And, you know, I always say it, and I know some people may get tired of it, but I'm going to say it until I can't, okay? If you do not like the world that you're seeing around you, Fix it. You have that power. You have that control. Be the human that you would like to see around you. Be the spouse that you would like to have, the friend that you wish you had. You know, I mean, just be the best you. You can fix this world. All of us together can fix whatever it is that you're not comfortable with. Just make it so. And, again, no matter how you're listening, thank you so much because you're the reason that, well, all of us here at WBHM Digital Broadcasting do what we do. We're involved because we care. So thanks again. Have a great week. I'll see you back here, same cat time, same cat channel. Y'all just absolutely have a great night. Take care. Good night.
You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 